Are you one of those creative people who just can't seem to get the whole thing going on as far as pricing? Well, today on episode 128 of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, I'm going to talk to you about pricing consistency, and I'm actually going to play an episode from way back in the day when I first started the podcast that discussed just that. Not only are we talking about pricing, but I'm going to reflect a little bit about this past weekend when I had an opportunity to go to one of the San Francisco Open Studios, run into a number of people that I know, and a little bit of recap from that show and what I thought of it. So let's do this. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring you the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, and valuable resources, art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Hey everyone, Sonia Paz with the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. And as I'd mentioned, it is episode 128. And let me talk to you a little bit about episode 128. We are hitting our three-year mark as having a podcast coming up here in a couple of weeks. You don't know how excited I am. I know we had to take a little break about a month ago, had a lot of stuff going on, but for the most part, it's an amazing podcast. I get a lot of people telling me how much they love this free valued information that they can talk to and hear the trials and tribulations from somebody who not only has done art, but sold their art, own art, loves selling their own art, had their own gallery, sold my stuff to other galleries, worked on commissions, worked on public projects, and the list goes on. Sometimes I forget that I've done all that stuff. And then I run into somebody who tells me how much they love a mural that I did or a public installation, or they've driven past one of the art boxes that I've done that's on public display in near the downtown San Jose area. And I have to stop and reflect for a minute that, yeah, I did that. I've, I've done all this stuff. I've taught people how to be confident in their art. I've taught people how to paint. I've taught kids how to create, but I often forget of what a gift and how appreciative people are. So for those of you that are listening that know me or listening that has participated in any of these type of lessons or um, has seen the work, I, I have to give you a giant you know, hug and a thank you here over the airwaves. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your kind words. I seem to be in the fast lane these days with launching another product, which I'll talk about next week. But I'm, I'm going, I mean, I, I own a design business, I teach people how to paint, I teach kids how to create, I do consulting on helping people get their business brand going. That's what I do. It's really nice to hear when somebody's happy with the work that we've done to help them out and to get them moving. Now, I want to talk a little bit about going to the Hunter's Point Open Studio this past weekend on Sunday. 
it was really nice to run into so many artists that I used to exhibit with from, namely, from the Artist Guild of San Francisco. You know, people like Bob Armstrong and Richard Bolingbroke. And those two gentlemen were the people that were president and vice president who allowed me at my very early stage of painting to become part of this very, very coveted and very elite group of artists, people that aren't just creating for the sake of it. They create because they love it and it's what they do for a living. And being part of the whole thing with the Artist Guild of San Francisco was was amazing. I learned so much. I learned how to value not only myself, but to respect, you know, really highly respect other artists. And so I got to run into them this past weekend because they have art studios at Hunter's Point in San Francisco. I know that they're there for the weekend so they can sell art and connect with their collectors and, you know, all that. So I don't want to certainly take them away from potential clients and potential collectors. It was really nice to be able to connect. And I I did tell Bob that uh, I'm going to have him on the show because he's reinvented himself a couple of times since I've known him. And he's just an all around wonderful person. And hopefully we'll get him on the show soon. One of the things that I wanted to just chit chat about before reflecting on it was um, an episode from about two and a half years ago, in regards to pricing and being consistent in pricing and pricing your work is that a lot of the questions I get are how to price and, you know, how to be consistent. Well, one of the things I did notice at a couple of the art studios that I visited this on Sunday at Hunter's Point were people that were very inconsistent about their prices. And I don't know if they were just nervous or it was mislabeled, but you know, I I asked a lot of questions. I wanted to find out more about the artists and how people are interacting. And I'm still finding that a lot of artists don't know simple things of how to talk and approach some, some of the uh, people that come in to view their work. And one gentleman didn't even know what a certificate of authenticity was. And he had amazing work. I mean, stunning, amazing work, small pieces that were five by five inches to up to pieces that were, you know, six foot by six foot. When my husband asked him, you know, if the certificate of authenticity comes with the artwork, he said, what's a certificate of authenticity? You know, just gently explain that this is something that if you're going to gain collectors and being that we collect a lot of art ourselves that it's something that we like to have. I'm I'll, I'll go to I'll go toe to toe with somebody who tells me it's not important because it is important. As somebody who collects a lot of artwork and that we collect a lot of pieces, I want to be able to to have this that's part of the story. That's part of the privilege of owning that person's work is to have something that is documented by them that they created it on such a day on on this different type of medium and that it was created by that person. It's all part of the artwork. It makes me sad sometimes to know that people don't know this kind of thing. And hopefully this podcast will reach those people that may, may or may not know or help them. If you are an artist and you know of somebody who could definitely use my words of wisdom and experience, please, please share this podcast. It's certainly one of the ways we can get more listeners on the show 
and, you know, it helps everyone all around. Of course, if you're inclined into uh, giving a five-star review on iTunes or any of the other listening devices where you listen to your podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. Anyway, so back to the show is that when we decided we were going to go and just check out the show, it was a last minute decision just to get out of Dodge, go check out some cool art, meet up with some friends that I hadn't seen in a while, and maybe pick up a few new pieces, which of course we did. We picked up a couple of of uh, prints from Eric Joyner, who's an amazing artist. He kind of takes a whole retro uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots and puts it into a whole different plane of... Uh, visual excitement. That's all I'll say right now. <laughs> but he uh, he's an amazing artist. So when we go to these kind of things, I don't go packed with an arsenal of, you know, purse full of uh, business cards to go hustle my wares or to do networking. Our purpose to go to an art show is to enjoy the art and just take it all in, see what's out there, see what kind of new people are working in what different mediums and that kind of thing. But at one point, after especially after talking to the one gentleman who um, didn't know what the certificate of authenticity was, my husband asked when we walked out of his studio, he asked me, did you bring your cards? Give him a rock star mentor card. And I said, oh, I didn't bring anything like that. It wasn't something that it would have just made that situation awkward. However, I do have his card and I might drop him a line here in the near future and just let him know if he has questions or if he's a podcast listener, maybe he can learn something cool from this podcast. In any event, I wanted to replay episode 24 that originally aired in August of 2016, which if you're listening to this up to date, that was about two and a half years ago. And I will say that the Content is quite relevant still. However, because this podcast was edited a little differently two and a half years ago, the sound quality will not match up with the sound quality that I have right now. So, but the content is important. So, hopefully, that won't shy you away from listening. So, I hope you enjoy this episode. Consistency is key, and keeping yourself true to yourself and true to your clients and your customers. I cannot stress that more enough. So enjoy the episode and we'll talk to you later. Hey there, friends and listeners, Sonia Paz here, and I have an exciting episode today because we are talking about pricing and pricing consistency. This is going to be a no-nonsense episode today. This is going to be me stepping on my soapbox ranting because some of the questions that I have heard that folks have written in and I have actually had discussions with collectors and artists on this very question. And this week's episode has been asked to me a few different ways by a few different people over the last several months. It is about consistency and pricing. Now, one specific question came from a collector who I know that not only collects my work, but collects other people's work. And they had asked me, they said, I used to collect the work of a specific artist until I went to a recent show that they were in and noticed that their pricing was dramatically different from other pieces that I have purchased. And it wasn't by a few dollars. It was by about half as much. The same pieces and the same sizes were going for about half the price of what I had purchased them for from the artist at a different show. 
I am leery now of purchasing their art, and do I say anything to the artist about it? Okay, so this is, I'm not going to say the person's name this episode, sorry, mainly because they had asked that I don't say their name. So (laughs) I'm going to get on my soapbox and rant for a minute here. Now, as someone like myself who collects art, original art from others, I think it's fair to say that if you have purchased artwork at a show and you see this artist with works that are the same size and everything of what you have purchased and you see that these pieces have been reduced greatly in price, not only is it concerning, but it makes me question if the artist is really that organized or what is their motives to have the prices be so differently. Now, I know that there's a lot of theme shows out there in San Jose at Collide Gallery. Every, I think it's the first Tuesday of each month, they'll do a, an event called Two Buck Tuesday. But these aren't pieces that are, you know, 16 by 20 or 8 by 10. They are more kind of the art cards or smaller, very small pieces that are fun to collect and they'll be no more than $2. And sometimes they'll have earrings or maybe they'll have just something or a snippet of a piece of artwork that the artist has done. But what we're talking about is if you're going to an event, you're going to an exhibit and you see someone's work and let's say it's 20 by 20 and it's, let's say $500 and you go to the next event and you see that artist is in an exhibit and you see their work there and (laughs) you see a 20 by 20, maybe even it may even be the same artwork, but let's go by size and say that all of a sudden this piece is now $275. Well, of course you think to yourself, well, gosh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick this piece up because it's significantly less than what I had purchased my other pieces for. But what I'm, what my main concern is, is why is this piece so much, is it, is it priced less? It's not 10 or $20. We're talking about a couple of hundred dollars less than what you may have been accustomed to purchasing work from that person. And if you're an artist and you're doing this, you need to get it together. <laughs> you need to value your work and make sure that you're consistent across the board. Because as you gain As you gain collectors, they will start following you and they will be attending your exhibits because they want to see what's new and exciting. And rule number one, if you start toggling on your pricing so dramatically that not only are you going to, it's not a disservice to you, but you're almost, it's insulting to your collector and you will ultimately lose that customer. There are many facets to get your art priced right. In fact, I have written articles that's, that are listed on my website that talks about how to price your work. There are different ways to do it. You can do it by the hour. You can do it by the square foot. You can do it by the square inch. You can do it based on different ways of pricing it. Now, in defense of the artist, and one artist had asked me, well, what if I have a studio show? Can I discount works to my already established customer base? Now, if you're having a studio show and you're, you're inviting your VIPs and collectors to attend and you're letting them know that it is a studio show, then yes, of course, you can extend the sale as a thank you to them. 
the typical thing for a studio show, especially if you're having a studio sale, is that you want to make room for new pieces that you're introducing. And so the studio sale will reflect pieces that may have been a little older or things that you have finished that you want to just move on, things that you may have hung on to for a while that you feel really need to go and find a new home and new walls to hang on. So extending an offer at a studio sale is not out of the question. In fact, you should be doing that and you should be cleaning out some of the pieces that have been around or pieces that you may have hung on to for a while and that you finally are ready to sell. The studio show is to also have a sale, but then you can also have introduce new works that you've that you've been working on that you've come out with for that season. The point is everyone is stay consistent. You don't want to totally take off any of your collectors or people that are starting to collect, specifically people who have been collecting, who know what they've paid for the artwork that you're selling and that you're creating. You don't want to start jeopardizing the trust factor that you have with them. And I will tell you, I have seen this happen and I have seen people, I have seen collectors do a total 180 and say, I'm out of here. I'm not going to be collecting this person anymore because they can't get it together. They can't figure out where they are valued as an artist or how can they, you know, why, why do I feel like I'm being jerked around with this whole pricing thing? Or why do I buy some pieces for this much and other pieces for that? And is it fair to call the artists on it? I would. I would say, gosh, you know, I've been collecting you for a while. I mean, you don't have to be rude about it. Just simply communicate and say, I've been collecting you for a while. I'm really I'm confused on how this how pieces that I've spent, you know, six, seven hundred dollars on are now going for three or four hundred. And give them the opportunity to explain. Maybe they're not quite sure about how to go about doing the studio sale. This is why I've developed Rockstar Mentor because I want to be able to help you as an artist understand the do's and the don'ts and the rights and the wrongs and tips and techniques on how to be successful selling your art and be the professional rock star that you are. And of course, once you start getting a price structure for yourself and you get on that even keel of where to be with a pricing you are going to kill it. You are going to sell more art because you will be the professional artist that your collectors are looking for. You know, I know a lot of people like to take advantage of artists and say, well, you know, the lower the price, the better it is. Or if you sell something to me right now, cheaper, I'll come back later. No, 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 no. (laughs) Sorry. If you're interested in buying multiple pieces, we will talk now. But pricing structures and sales on selling your art will, I have scheduled for a future podcast. But for this one, I wanted to make sure that I got these questions addressed. And these were, this is a little compilation of several questions that have been asked not only by collectors, but by artists in the past. And I believe that all of these questions are completely valid and needed to have their own little fan mail Friday episode dedicating the questions so I can get them answered for you today. Now, we have a great sponsor. It is the Brush Guys with the brushguys.com. They have amazing sales on brushes and brushes for everyone, including makeup artists. They have cosmetic brushes. So, 
check out The Brush Guys at thebrushguys.com. Use promo code ROCKSTAR to receive 5% off your order and kick some butt there and rock that. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast today. I am Sonia Paz, your host and creator of this podcast, and the purpose of this show is to bring you my experience and expertise on how to run your own creative artistic business. I have been creating art a long time, and through all this time, I have developed my own retail line of products that I have sold through my retail gallery, my website, and through specialty retailers and galleries throughout the U.S. I developed this podcast to help you, the creative entrepreneur and small business person that you are, so you can be confident and successful with your business. There are dozens of helpful episodes with amazing free advice, interviews with savvy business professionals, so you can learn and experience from their voices of wisdom as well. Be sure to look for me on Facebook.com slash RockstarMentor, Twitter.com CrushItMentor, and Instagram.com RockstarMentor. You can also reach out directly to me at Mentor at RockstarMentor.com. And if you're looking to learn how to expand your business, please visit RockstarMentor.com. I have a ton of great resources and all of the show notes for every episode is in the blog section of the website. If you love the podcast but feel that you need some more one-on-one -on -one coaching, connect with me. You can reach me directly at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. I answer each and every email and I want to make sure that I can get you on the right track. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can visit patreon.com slash rockstarmentor and donate as little as $1 a month. It just helps with some of the logistics on getting this podcast out to you for free. And if you really like the show and want to give us some serious podcast love, you can make a one-time donation by visiting paypal.me slash Paz. Be sure to subscribe and tune in each week to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast by visiting our website. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Tune in or however you listen to your podcast. You can even listen to our podcast direct from our website. If you like the podcast and get value from it, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. This also helps us gain more traction and lets other creative folks and entrepreneurs like yourself discover the Rockstar Mentor. Plus, it's always super cool to give great reviews. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we look forward to talking to you later.